it's bonus Momo this week. Ooh. We got it for all three hours today. LZ is out today. Momo is here. And Houston, we do have a situation. There is no question. You and I have a lot to dive in when it gets to that, Momo. Um, do you believe, like Chris said, that Mason is rattled that I proclaim that this show will own next week? Do you believe that Mason is now looking to own a month, perhaps? So he's saying that your show is usurping his show right I, NBA... I proclaimed because oh. it's a big nba week that i i said on our oh. show yesterday after you you left i said you know we're gonna own next week lz because it's uh you know obviously we got the, the big rams game on sunday with the seahawks right. and then a big nba week like we're gonna own this thing everybody oh. wants a piece of sedano right now right and then so and lz was like yeah and we were like fired up so like chris probably heard that and then we were talking, and he's like, let's do that. Let's make it like we're owning it. And then I think he also threw that extra stuff in there because he knew it would uh, bother Mace. So do you think Mace will try to come over the top and own the month? Oh, yeah. You know what Mace does? Is, is, he, is he keeping track of ratings? Does he, uh, he, does he, he have be. conversations? Yeah. I mean, I like he tries to act like he doesn't care. He's like Venice Mace, and you play the song for him and all that. You know, he sits in that office, like, breaking down those ratings. Greg, you used to be his producer. You know that. Yeah, it's nonstop. It's a, it's a full <laughs> ratings bonanza. And he's mad. Like, you can tell. His whole yeah. demeanor changed in that crosstalk. I didn't feel like – I mean, you're, are you saying that he went to the game because he was rattled? Is that what you're saying? No, no. He was like, well, because you got so much stuff coming up on the show here. You're so important now. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't hear it that way. I I feel like the alliance is still strong. I feel like you guys are trying to create a, not just Mo, not Momo, but that you, Greg and Chris, are trying to create a wedge between me and Mace because you don't want the alliance to succeed. Everybody wants a that. piece of Sedano right now. None of us would ever try and just make something out of nothing. That's just crazy talk. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Momo, let's talk yeah. Lakers. Okay. Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma for Demar Derozan. Who says no? I think the Lakers say no to that. I'm with you. Yeah, I think they do. You know, look, I think Danny Green is going to hear his name in a lot of trade conversations, okay? Because mm -hmm. of the deal he signed, yeah. the skill set he has. He wasn't great last year. He was okay, you know? Um, he did enough for them, but, uh, you know, as Laker fans will tell you, he bricked a lot of shots in the playoffs <laughs> and all that, right? It took a little while. Uh, for him to, to, to find his stroke, and I don't know if he ever really did, but I, he's still a really good player. I just I just think he's going to hear his name in trade talks just because he's their only really tradable, valuable asset. And I know the Spurs have liked Kuzma for a long time. Like, they've always liked him. Remember the back, going all the way back to yeah. when they talked to the Lakers about Kawhi? Like, right. that was the guy. They yeah. really wanted Kuzma. They liked Kuz. And Pop coached him on Team USA before Pop, he got yeah. hurt. Yeah, yeah they, they really like him. Um, I just like to me, DeRozan is, is more of a veteran. I could see why you would, you could talk yourself into that. Like, Oh, he's another guy who can create his own shot. They need offensive creators because LeBron and AD can't do it all. But I think George, um, what the Lakers are looking for. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is a player who is around Anthony Davis's age, mm -hmm. somebody, you know, 24 to 30, Right. So 80s, yeah. what, 27? Under 30. Under yeah. 30. Under perhaps. 30. Yeah. Who can be a, a really good complementary piece for the next year or two and then team up with AD going forward. 
Right. Everybody wants that to be Bradley Beal. I just don't think Bradley Beal wants that to be Bradley Beal. He should. I mean, like if I, here's what I don't get, George. If you're Brad Beal, where else are you going to go that you're going to feel like the title is right there for you, except for the defending champs, yeah. like the team that just won? Yeah. All you have to do is go there and fit in. And, you know, if, if you've been on a bad Washington team for that's been rebuilding forever, why is why is this even a conversation? I mean, I you know, I don't understand anybody who wouldn't want, especially if you're in that that category of player where Brad Beal didn't make the all NBA team. He was upset about the all-star game. If you want to get some respect put up, put back on your name, this is exactly what you should want. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there are a lot of teams that are interested in Bradley Beal, right? A lot of contenders. And it feels like there's two things going on. And you tell me if I'm, if I'm hot or cold on this or, or warm even or whatever. One is what we just discussed. He seems to feel reluctant Uh, to want to make the leap, right, somewhere else. And I think that – I understand that a little bit from a PR perspective, but to your point, I'm like, whatever, dude. Everybody's doing it. Like, you know, just do it. But the other thing is – and this is what I've heard, and you tell me if I'm I'm off on this. I have heard that Washington wants a Anthony Davis-like haul for Bradley Beal. Yeah, they they have to posture that way, okay? They have to. But and, and, and there is a comparison, right? Because be, remember, when AD was traded from New Orleans, he was coming off a pretty bad year. Like, he, you know, remember he got hurt and then mm-hmm. the, to the trade demand, he didn't he didn't even really play the second half of the season, like kind of the limited minutes. And it was a weird he didn't make all NBA teams. He was, you know, but he was still the first pick in the all star game. Yeah. <laughs> OK, like this is, you know, he may not have gotten the, the league wide respect in terms of you know, all NBA voting, et cetera. But when it came down to LeBron and was it Steph Curry or LeBron and Giannis that year? I think it was LeBron, LeBron and Steph. And, and Steph, yes. Because that was the all tampering team, remember? When Correct. LeBron picked everybody, yeah. you know, yeah. that he wanted to be a, as a free agent or a trade yeah. for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So that was LeBron's first pick. Like that's how good Anthony Davis is. Yes. So uh, don't don't tell me that Brad Beal is in the same category. He's not even. He didn't no. even make that team. Not even close. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now I do think that because of his unique combination of size and shooting ability, right, that is so valuable in this league. Any defense, like he's not any a defense, super yeah. duper defender, but he's a good defender. Right, and I think. Um, I, I just think there's a lot more teams that are going to, that have better packages than the Lakers. Like there's, yes. you know, Milwaukee can make a great offer. Boston can make a great Miami. offer. Miami can make it. I mean, there's just a lot of teams um, that have good young players and draft picks that can make a better offer than the Lakers can. I, what, I mean, what would How about the Brooklyn? Offer be? Brooklyn's got pe- pieces for him too, if they want. Yeah, it, right? they absolutely have pieces for him. Yeah. Now, if I'm Washington, I don't want to do that. I'm 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 supposedly getting John Wall back after right. all these years. We'll see what happens, right? With him, yeah. just give so it. A, I don't know that give it a world. goes before the season. I I think the teams that get really motivated to get Bradley Beal are the contending teams, um, specifically like the Bucks, the Lakers. Um, you could say the Mavericks would be another one, right? Yeah. Like just yeah. teams that that feel like they're they're one great player away. Yeah, cuz whoever pairs up with Luka is going to be is going to be oh, fine. Yeah. Because you know, I you can't really trust Porzingis to be super duper healthy and right. if you're someone who can score too, whether it's Bradley Beal or Giannis or whatever, like they're holding mm-hmm. out hope for Giannis too. Um you're going to get 
opportunities to get shots up because he's yeah he scores but he's an amazing passer an amazing assist yeah. guy yeah yeah I mean you gotta like like to me Brad Beal is such a tradable commodity in yeah. the NBA but first if you're Washington you have to wrap your head around whether you're going to you're even sure. going to move him sure or do you so, want to see what it looks like after all these yeah. years with John Wall yeah so the DeRozan thing I'm with you I, I don't buy it for the Lakers he doesn't shoot the ball well enough for a team that doesn't shoot the ball well enough to begin with right like if if yep. you're the Lakers you're not trading two shooters for a non-shooter I don't care if he gets to the basket or not especially because he's not even a, a plus defender DeRozan so um you know and it's rare that we see people become good defenders like in my lifetime okay mm-hmm. of covering you know I've been covering the sports since 2003 I have only seen one elite player like all-star caliber player go from zero defense to, wow, he's a great defender, and that was Chris Bosh. That's it. Like, that is literally the list. From, like, he's a bad defender to a great defender. And I would say DeRozan is more borderline bad defender. So if I'm the Lakers, I don't want to sacrifice defense and shooting for a guy who just scores. Yeah, and I also think, like, how old is DeRozan now? 27, 28-ish. Oh, that, that young? De- oh, I want to say man, maybe closer to 30. Hold on. Let me see. DeMar yeah. DeRozan is – oh, no, 31. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was a little older than that. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't really fit that Anthony Davis timeline. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to – AD is 27. Right. And if he re-signs with the Lakers, he'll probably do that shorter-term deal so that he can get the, you know, the 10-year service time and then become, you know, that, that, full, that full max. Right. He has 10 years. Yeah. Um. But he's theoretically going to be a Laker for a long time. Yeah. So you want somebody who's on his clock, not sure. somebody who's four years old. And that makes total sense. That makes total sense. Coming up next is Russell Westbrook coming back to L.A. We'll discuss that in a second. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You know, this is my favorite song. Did you know that, Laura? Did I ever tell you that? Or did you just play this just out of because it happened to be a song you chose? Yeah, I just played it. I just found it, and I was like, oh, I hope he likes it. Depeche Mode Strange Love is my favorite song of all time. That's not even a joke. Like, that is for real. I nailed it. Yeah. I'm good. Good for you. <laughs> that is impressive. Because that is not a song that's in heavy rotation anywhere. Like, you have to really know the song and the band to like this. It actually upsets me because they, in their concerts, they no longer sing this fast version of it. They do, like, a slow version of it. That's like almost like a ballad, and it's just not as fun for me. Wait, whoa! I, you're you're telling me that's the fast version? Yeah, this is like the faster version. They do like a ballad version in concert, which is whack. No, oh, I mean that was pretty slow on its own. So if you're going even slower, don't yeah. take my win from me, Greg. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not taking your win from you. This has nothing to do with you. Congratulations on making a good choice. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think this is like a slow song. Because it hasn't even gotten to the beat yet. Like, it's still at, like, the prelude of the song or whatever. Like, it's just, uh, because now it's going to, it takes a while to really get going. 
I mean, I guess it's not yeah, crazy slow. Some, some of these good songs, like, you have to take a minute to get to the chorus. Yeah, so especially like, wait, the wait, 80s. It's coming, it's coming. Yeah, because in the... Yeah, keep it going, Laura. For a, keep it under us for a second. Right? <laughs> yeah, because here you go. Now crank it up. He starts to get to the, the beat part of it. In the 80s, they took a long time to get to stuff. We also had better attention spans in the 80s. Oh, there's right? no such thing as an attention span now. Well, think it about exist. it. You know, not to go too far off the deep end. And by the way, Les Need of the Rams, their general manager, will join us in about eight minutes. But Momo, don't you remember? Every show used to have a theme song. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, and all the sitcoms. And not yeah. even sitcoms, like even dramas, right? Like everything had an open, like and a, and things like. Whereas now the shows start right away. They do like a quick open, right? And then they go, yeah. and then they do like maybe like, um, they go to like a quick thing just to tell you who the characters are. But it's like ten seconds, and then we're back to the show. Before it used to be elaborate opens, like thirty seconds, sixty seconds, um, oh, yeah. uh, of opens for TV shows all the time. Yeah, that was part of it. I mean, that was part of the allure. Right. Um, you know, I like I, I think like now everybody just DVRs everything or they just watch it on streaming. So, nobody so they just skip to, right to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, like after like, you know, like right when you're streaming something within like, you know, three seconds, it'll go. Um, it'll it'll say skip, you know, skip the skip the current. Yeah. yeah. Right. And if you miss the moment to do it, then you have to like sit through like 20 second song. But yeah. Nobody but does st- that anymore. I still feel like yeah. HBO does the previous yeah. episode stuff and then they do like a quick they do like an open for like a minute and then they go back into the show but like you know you know what i miss i miss when like in 80 shows when you or 90 shows when they would like smile at the camera there would be a song going and oh yeah and smile yeah, yeah. and stop yeah, yeah. just put up yeah. their thumbs yeah yeah um i mean we look we we, we pay homage to the 80s around here because chris morales's opens are like two and a half minutes long every day anyway so well that's his time to shine I mean, you know, if you're Chris Morales sitting at home, right? And like, this is, he does the look of the, he does the sound of the show. He gives yeah. it some, some flavor, some, you know, he, he gives it some personality. So like, he does, he does you know, he some, can f- some do, sabor. Sabor, yes. Yeah. Chris Morales, this is like his time to shine. Like the it open is. is, he's got the floor. We, we don't get to talk over it. We just get to laugh. He is the second most important person behind Mason at the station. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think Ireland would be a little offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Ireland cares about any of those rankings. Yeah, he might not. He he's might the not. one that cares the least. Um, True. So, speaking of caring, people care about Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, L.A. kid. Um, what are the chances that the L.A. teams could get in on him? Mm, I mean, look, I still think Russ has a lot to give. The question, and, and yesterday I was trying to talk you and LZ into he's got a lot left, and I actually think he could fit really well alongside LeBron and AD. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the issue is what does Russ really want, okay? Does he want, does he want to be the third piece on a championship team, or does mm-hmm. he want to go back to a team setting where everything revolves around him? Right. Like he, what he had in Oklahoma City. Be the he's man. the man. Yeah. He's the star. Everything is built for him to shine. And that's not what he's going to find in L.A. So it, it, it sounds to me, the more I make calls in this, he wants to be back in his more traditional role or the role he was in when he was MVP, which I don't blame him. Right. But um, that's not what the Lakers and the Clippers would no, offer him. That's, not, that's, absolutely that's not. not what he would be. Yeah, you have to fit in uh, for yeah. sure. 
into what they're doing and the construct. And there is a pecking order, and he would probably be third in the pecking order regardless. Now, maybe yeah. Paul George would be okay with him being second, um, but there's no, there's definitely the third on the Lakers. There's no question. Yeah, and and I think that's really, um, you know, that's really the question. Now, look, the, this is the fun part. Um, this is where uh, all this stuff got out there. Okay, all this stuff has been all over social media, and and you know the trade winds have been blowing. Then oh, today is Russell Westbrook's birthday. And yeah, I saw that he's on, yeah he's on Instagram posting uh, you know on his stories doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's doing stuff. And then James Harden just we just Instagram happy birthday wishes to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have all this like passive aggressive stuff where people until there's any kind of a trade, you kind of have to like walk it back, right? So, you kind of have to walk back and make nice because you know this could all just be talk. Right. Let me ask you this. Just because Russ may not be interested, you know, because Steven Silas, the coach there in Houston, has said that he doesn't see very many changes to the offense, right? Now, just because Russ doesn't like that schematically, now, I'm not saying it does, it, it can't, it won't affect their friendship some, but it may not be the end-all, be-all for their friendship. Maybe it's just, hey, this is business, and, you know, it's best if I go, so that way we can stay friends, you know? Yeah, and, and I think that people, like, you know, Oklahoma City, I have to give them like a tremendous amount of credit because when they they managed to trade Paul George and Russell Westbrook in a way where there wasn't like a ton of drama. Mm-hmm. Like there, I mean, there was in what happened and the, right. the after effect from it, but they somehow managed to keep the, the pre-trade talk down enough that it wasn't ugly. There wasn't like six days of back and forth and who, where might this guy go? Where might that guy go? Usually when you're going to try something big like that, you don't want everybody, all your business out in the street like that. You don't want everybody and their mother talking about you and trending on Twitter and fans debating it in six different cities and people putting up trade machine ideas. I mean, you don't want any of that. No, no, absolutely not. But that's what's happening right now. Yeah, <laughs> too late for that, <laughs> you know. So I, I think that that's the challenge that you're facing now yeah. if you're them. Um, but yeah, I, I I could see him, I could see that like the whole you know there's the Charlotte thing that's out there with him. I could see that mm-hmm. being a real thing. Yeah, I I, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, that, that that could be. I mean, look, generally speaking, he's a Jordan guy, right? Yeah, he's the face of brand Jordan. And yeah, that was who Michael picked right a couple of years ago. That was during his, I think that was his MVP year that yeah, he picked him. it was. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it hasn't really gone that well for Russ. It hasn't really gone that well for James the last couple of years. They've sort of been – each of them have both had teams where they were constructed around them and for them and trying to get co-stars for them so they could win. And each of them keeps running up against that same wall. Now, for James, I'm, I'm going to give him a little more of a break because he kept running into the Warriors. Like, I, I don't know. You know, if, if he's not playing a historically great team, maybe James Harden does win a championship. Right. Yeah. But with Russ, I don't know. They didn't like Oklahoma City with Russ, like didn't get out of the first round. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There, There is that. There is no doubt about it, right? Like you have yeah. to kind of look at it that way and be realistic about it. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about the Rams. Les Need, their general manager, Ooh. will join us next. Then we'll have What You Need to Know and Keyshawn at 5 o'clock. Back to basketball. Uh, we'll talk a little hoops with Key as well. Uh, but we got some more rumors, including – Uh, One that absolutely will affect the L.A. teams, and that's 
at 5.15. And don't forget, in the 5 o'clock hour, your chance to win that virtual key that could start that 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport, courtesy of our friends at Culver City Mazda. So don't go anywhere. Les Need joins us in two and a half minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. There's a reason 3-6 Mafia won an Oscar for that song, okay? Because it is hard out there. Uh, yeah. Sonato and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Ramona Shelburne hanging out with us today, sitting in for LZ. Uh, let's talk some Rams football with their general manager, Les Snead, who joins us on the Celebrity Hotline, uh, brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good times. So, Les, thank you so much for taking the time. I uh, hope you and yours are all safe and healthy. Uh, in regards to your team, uh how would you say you feel about where they're at at this point, considering everything uh, that you guys and everyone else has had to deal with to this point? Well, it's interesting, all things considered, right? I, I guess, too, it's in it, one of those, right, is this COVID thing, and all of a sudden there's a Masters golf tournament going on, uh, what, on a Thursday in November. But I think I think if we if we take the golf theme, right, hey, guess what? We, we, we've gotten through... Uh, Thursday and Friday, we've made the cut. We're in contention. But uh, if you're going to continue with the golf analogy, right, you still got 18 holes on Saturday and 18 on Sunday. Uh, you know, we still got four games this quarter and four more. So there's a lot of football to be played, just like there's a lot of golf to be played in that scenario. And, and there's going to be, uh, you know, ups and downs. And the thing that, that, that all of us have to do, uh, on this long journey is to make sure you handle the uh, ebbs and flows from an emotional standpoint. Uh, learn from the the calluses that you uh, unfortunately earn, and 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 what that does do though over a 16 game schedule is as you earn those calluses, it, it does help you become less fragile as a team because you see more ways people are trying to attack you, and and so it becomes you know less ways to attack you because you're ready for that, but. You know what? We uh, we made the cut. We're in contention, uh, but that means nothing now. It's it's on to Seattle. It's on to the next week, and then, and then we'll go from there. Well, you know what's you know what's in, in, incredible is like the gap between the first place Saints and the Rams is one game. Like you guys are right there, and and it, the playoffs are right there for the taking. And it, usually there's a there's somebody pulling away, or there's right now it just seems like you could. Be in the playoffs, and or you could, as a as a one or a two seed, or you could be a seven or eight. What do you, what do you guys need to do to, to get into the playoffs? Yeah, it, there there is no doubt. There it, 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 again in that golf theme, right? There's a lot of yeah. golfers in contention, and, and and everyone's close. And, and it's interesting, right? Whether we would have uh, been fortunate enough to pull out a, a game or two more over this mm-hmm. first eight games, right? You, going into this Seattle match, right, whether you're you're five and three, six and two, seven, it, it would still be a pivotal game, a game that's going to uh, definitely compound pay dividends for, for, you know, the good and the bad as we go forward. So it'd be a big game no matter your record, but I do think the nice thing with this being a big game, 
that means that guess what? Everyone's uh, pretty close. Everyone's jumbled up, and, and it means you're you, you're you're in a positive place. So that's the the good thing. Like it's going to be a very I think uh, I think right from an entertainment standpoint, maybe not mm-hmm. from a comfortable standpoint if you're actually in it and you're actually competing and going for the the prize but i think i think from an entertainment standpoint it'll be a fun second half of the season rams less rams gm less need excuse me joining us here on 710 espn <laughs> Who did you get me confused with there I I, I I don't know. I was going to call you Res Sleed. I don't know what the hell I was trying to say there. Yeah, you just like switched the first letter of yeah, your last that, name. That's with what the, happened. The first letter yeah. of your first it, it, name. You know what? Hey. Rex is a good name. I kind of like Rex. We can go with Rex. Rex is, <laughs> yeah. I over, yeah. And I'd have told mom and dad to name me Rex. There you go. There you go. So, Les, <laughs> let me ask you about something Sean said this week. Your coach, Sean McVay, talked about uh, some of the issues that you guys have had scoring in the red zone. Um, what do you attribute that to? You know, Sean's going to have a lot more nuances, nuts and bolts, context on that, right? On, on let's call it the the intimate things going on with the rounds. I have jokingly said, and 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 if you follow us, and especially if we do a regression analysis, right, we might be the worst team in the league in terms of all of a sudden having first and goal from the ten. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like we never get first and goal from the six. But uh, in, in this, and there's a lot more to do with that. But you, sometimes that has to do. I, I do think when you get uh, inside that red zone, I, I I tell people all the time the best safety in football is is that back line, right? That out of bounds line, you know that you know at the end of the end zone there, and that just causes things to jumble up. It uh, it, it makes throwing lanes harder. You have to call you have to call more perfect plays because it's either you know. People are guessing this or that, and we've seen it, right? People can guess run and stop you. People can guess run, and then all of a sudden there's a, a tight end screaming wide open. So uh, I think there's many things. I think that's just a tough place to to score. I think that's why they call it the red zone. And I also think when you're successful in there and, and you do have that, uh, you score more touchdowns than field goals, right? You're probably end up being one of the better football teams when it's all said and done. What do you, what do you- Think just generally about the run game and how it's how it's gone this year. I mean, I you know I know people are excited about Cam Akers; they want to see more of him. But what's you know what surprised you about just how they performed so far um, after moving on well, from time? Uh, I do think uh, I think I, I wouldn't say they uh, have exceeded expectations in hmm. that. I know we're we're probably a top one, two, three, four, at least five running team, depending on what metric. You, mm-hmm. you look at and and it was one of the things we wanted to do was create an element where right uh you have this uh core uh, and we like to call them skill players right weapons right because that that can be robert woods on a jet sweep i believe if you, if you look at the you know some metrics he's probably the best mm-hmm. wide receiver you know running the football so uh we've we've scored handing the ball off to to Gerald Everett, right, on a, on a tight end reverse. Yep. So I think what we wanted to do, and I know that's a big thing is showing, is, hey, run the ball, run the ball a lot of different ways. And also uh, going to a basketball analogy, right, have those weapons, you know, offer a different skill set to, to throw, right, Malcolm Brown's different than Cam Akers, different from, from Daryl Henderson, different from from Gerald Everett and, and where they're coming from and how they run and, and how and what that does is maybe with the defenders, right, 
does it does uh, like uh, cause a little confusion with the geometry of the game? The, the angles you may take uh, to tackle Malcolm Brown is different than Daryl Henderson is different than uh, Cam Akers. But I give the offensive line credit. I give uh, the offensive staff credit because to to run the ball the way we have right there has to be a blend in the mix where when you do go line up to run a play, the defense is on its heels a little bit. It's not necessarily guess and run or pass. It's uh, you know what? It's 50-50, 60-40, uh, 55, you know, 45 type proposition, which kind of causes you causes the defense to react instead of proact. Les Snead, Rams general manager with us here on 710 ESPN. Les, there were two units um, that took their lumps, it felt like, last season, and that was the offensive line specifically and the linebacking core. Uh, both have uh, certainly exceeded their play from last season what were some of the things that you saw in some of these players that you added here in the last year or so uh, that made you feel confident moving forward? Uh, you know, we have, again, I, I know, and again, going into the offseason, right, it was a big theme, add offensive linemen in that, uh, that you know, that solves your L's. But we have been uh, going through a process of, of adding offensive linemen over the, the couple of years. Now, when you do go through that process, right, there has to be, a plan, a process, uh, to a model, right, to take those players from collegiate player and probably really good collegiate player to uh, a very useful, good, sound player in the NFL. That just doesn't happen overnight for everyone. For some players, a little easier than others. So, you know, we had that model in place. And, and one of the, the bad luck of last year, uh, which did pay, you know, I call it the, the rose of that thorn of having some injuries on the offensive line. There's a lot of offensive linemen last year got a chance to play, got thrown into the fire. Mm-hmm. So when the season's over and the emotion's over and 9-7, and seven, you didn't make the tournament over and all of that disappointment is over and, and the emotions of right, just replace everyone is over, you can now – Take those players because they have to play a lot of reps last year and break down, right? Okay, what do they do well? What do they not do well? And ha- did they show the ability to actually do what they're not doing well well? And if that's the case, you can put a, a an element of a training process in place. And that's what ultimately we felt good about. And uh, I always say, too, we did add a player last year at the end who's come in and helped us, Austin Corbett. Now, on that day, we traded the fifth-round pick for Austin Corbett, but it was amongst Jalen Ramsey coming to the Rams and Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib leaving the Rams. So, you know, Austin kind of got left out and maybe forgotten on that day that was pretty busy in in our franchise timeline. Hey, Les, you know, it's uh, the Lakers got their championship. The Dodgers won the World Series. <laughs> like, are you starting to feel a little pressure here? I mean, is this – I know you just got here, but – set that, you know, the way you can kind of let into there, right? I know. Uh, but it, it is interesting when we were going through that. Uh, I, I, I remember thinking people, you know, it's not the first time I've heard it in plenty of texts, and I remember <laughs> thinking, okay, well, this is probably a good thing because – Right, if there's if there's any sports gods out there, right, there would be karma that all right, the the, the city should if you win an NBA and a major league championship, should go ahead and just give them the the football championship. But uh, when you think that, right, you, you quickly realize, okay, I really don't think I believe in sports gods, and uh, and you you come back to reality, going, okay, hey, we do this every year, uh, 
you know, we build this thing in the, in the, in the hopes of being able to contend, you know, not just one year, but, uh, you know, consistently over the long term. And, and, and that's our goal. And, and you got to go earn it. But, uh, you know what? It's pretty neat. That's, that was cool. Uh, getting to pull for, right. It's, it's just a very surreal type situation, too, where all of a sudden, it was so close together. I forget who won the first one, right? It was the Lakers first before the Dodgers. But how yes. often is, is two championships jumbled up that close together? And, and I guess the ball's in, in, in our court right now. So we'll take that for sure. I mean, well, you got I, L.A. going. You guys made the Super Bowl. You know, right, you, know. you did. You got started first. That is true. There's the, the yeah. You got the thing going. So. Yeah, it'd been nice to make it, you know, at least going back to the golf and I was right a couple of putts down the stretch there and, there you go. and, and, and been able to put the ball in the, uh, in the Lakers and, and, and Dodgers court. But it, that, you know, what's neat. The neat thing is right. You can learn from a lot of things. You, you, what's really cool about the Lakers different than probably, uh, it, it, football a lot of times, right. As you mentioned earlier, right. There's a lot of people jumbled up, a, not a big difference in wins loss between saints and, and maybe us as the seventh seed. Uh, but in basketball, you appreciate the fact that, okay, once you do go add a LeBron James and you do go add the group they added, guess what? It, you're in it now. It's it's almost boom or bust. You know what? That franchise did what it takes to, to boom. And and you definitely appreciate the perseverance of the Dodgers, right, of, of going through what they have over the last few years and then all of a sudden waking up against uh, – uh, the 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 Braves and Rays in different uh, you know scenarios and being down and it would be very easy to say wow here we go again but they didn't and and they climbed out of it and and brought the crown home so there's a lot to learn uh, some special moments from uh, those two seasons those two franchises this year Les need thank you so much sir for stopping by stay healthy stay safe that is the, that is the vision but I appreciate y'all having me. All right, take care. All right, coming up next, Keyshawn joins us in three minutes on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to KSPN Los Angeles. Sedato and LZ. Mama Momo is hanging out today. Thanks to Les Sneed for joining us there. Our boy Key is joining us now. You can catch Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin each and every morning here on the station from 5 to 9 a.m. Uh, Key, I heard you had a... Uh, uh, you're on the uh, disabled list. That you're on the IR right now. What the hell happened to you? No, I'm 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 upgraded now. I'm up I'm upgraded, man. Uh, okay, I heard you were doubtful. doubtful. Are you questionable? questionable to, yeah, I'm 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 playing possum right now. We don't want the other networks to get a beat on us. <laughs> what the hell happened to you, man? I was I got all these stairs in this house, <laughs> and I was coming down the stairs Monday morning on my way to work and I got both dogs laying on one of the stairs. Oh, I so get I tried this. to hop over him uh, and when yep. I went to hop over him I missed the step and then uh, I hit the ledge of the stair and I rolled my ankle. But I, I totally went to work get Monday this. and Tuesday 
Yeah, it just, look. It just continued to swell, and it hurt like hell. And so I just said, you know what, man? Y'all going to have to find somebody else to take care of this on Wednesday and Thursday, and I'll try to get back in on Friday. Yeah, I mean, look, my cat is always sneaking up on me, and I can't tell you how many times I'm walking around and I nearly like break my neck because yeah. But I feel like cats want to want to make you fall. They do that, yeah. yeah they like yeah. stand right behind you, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, Meow! and you're like, oh my god, and then I'm like falling <laughs> and breaking my neck. I'm like, God, you are just man. But you are gonna dogs, be the dog. Dang. The crazy thing about the dogs is they sit about four steps up from the floor. Uh-huh. And they sit in front of, like, it faces the door. So they literally are, like, guarding the door. So mm. anything that moves or they hear anything, they go nuts. And this house is, you know, has wood floor. So they could be barking downstairs and it echoes throughout the house. And they won't just, like, go lay their ass down somewhere. Well, you know what, Key? Uh, yeah, what would Bill Parcells tell you if you had rolled your ankle and, and missed two days of practice? What would he tell you? Uh, it'd be different, though, because if I told him that story, I think he would believe me. If somebody else <laughs> mm-hmm. told me. I, I think if a Brian Greasy told him that story, it might be a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? It's the kind of story, honestly, Key, that like it's better to tell the truth than lie because if mm. you were – a lot of people like lie. Like, you remember yeah. when – Slava Medvedenko. Remember when he went to Utah and like he was like ice skating or something, and he slipped on the ice and hurt himself. And like you know, they try to kind of like fudge it. They don't really tell you exactly what happened. It always comes out. It, it could have been totally worse. Always comes out. It, yeah, it could be. It could be worse. Like the worst injury is like who was the guy that got injured? Injured his back sneezing. There was somebody in baseball oh, yeah. a few years ago that did that. There was it, it, so key. It could be worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Oh Keith. yeah, no, I'm fine. I'll be back tomorrow. Hey, okay. I need your I need your read on these Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. Like, what what's going on with Tom Brady? That that game against the Saints there, that like I thought this was the one where he was going to show us he's you know he picked, he did right and he's better than the Patriots and they just got worked. Nothing's wrong with Brady. Brody, Brady ran up on the division foe, and when you play against division teams, they know who you are. I don't care if Brady is new or not. It's the Ooh. same system that New Orleans has seen since last year when Bruce Arians took over. So it's not Ooh. it's not anything that Tom Brady necessarily is doing wrong. It's what New Orleans did right. Okay, okay. fair enough. Thirty four to three, though. Something like it was. A, I, yeah. I understand that, but New Orleans got some players now. I don't. I don't know why everybody all of a sudden just just make it seem like New Orleans is like a bad football team. Like, they don't know how to play football. I'm like, the way people have made it sound is as if New Orleans and Sean Payton, Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and those guys forgot how to play football. I'm like, Ooh. dude, they're like one of the best records in the in the NFC. What's, I don't understand they have why the best people are questioning who they are. Yeah. Um, the Seahawks have one of the best records. They're playing the Rams this weekend. Have you seen a team this good have a defense that bad? Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs last year. Mm. Kansas City Chiefs defense up until about week 12, 13 was not a very good defense. And, I, and people thought that that defense was going to cost Kansas City the Super Bowl. And if Jimmy Garoppolo connects with Emmanuel Sanders, they may have cost him the Super Bowl. They got better claim playoff time, and they got stronger in the playoffs 
But, you know, early on in those games, they were surrendering points now. They just happened to, you know, get it right in the end. And I look, and Seattle may get it right in the end. I'm not willing to just say Seattle's not a good football team because their defense is terrible right now. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think that they are a team that I would never count them out because they have Russell Wilson. Okay. He's, he's really good. Um, but it's just, you know, I, this will be a real, this will be a real revealing game against the Rams this week for both. Let teams, me ask you this question. Yeah. Do the Rams got a good defense? I think they so. seem yeah. pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Better, better than Seattle's, huh? Yeah. Maybe not on paper, so but so, execution so wise, why yes. Why did San Francisco torch the Rams so bad? Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good question. I did not see that one coming. That was to me the game where I was like, you, oh, you, maybe the Rams just beat the NFC like, East. Yeah. It's like it's a division opponent. Right. And yep. that happens. You know, well, it's like, well, San Francisco, the Rams supposed to have this defense. San Francisco doesn't have any players. So. How good are the Rams? I know that the three of the next four games, um, they've got division opponents, Seattle, Arizona, San Francisco, and then they got Tampa in there too. Like, we're going to find out how good they are. How good do you think they are? I think they're a good football team. I think they're right there, that second-tier NFC playoff contending team. Uh, but like you said, these next several games are going to tell us a lot. They, it really is. I can't wait to see it. You know, I'm a little disappointed uh, that they went to Buffalo and laid an egg, but – you know, I just – I thought the Rams for sure was going to beat Buffalo. Well, I mean, here's here's the big question, though, too, is, you know, were, did the Rams just run it up on the NFC East, which is horrible? I mean, that's that's sort of how they got off to such a good start. And, um, you know, what was that, was that just beating up on bad teams? Or, or do they actually have playmakers and guys that can do something in the playoffs? I think they actually have playmakers and guys that can do something. Mm. I mean, mm. look at it, look at the team. The makeup of the team, the, the top-line guys were the top-line guys last year and the year before. Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. You know, those guys were there. Uh, 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 you know, Jalen Ramsey replaces Tlaib or Marcus Peters, whichever one you want them to replace. I mean, so they got a good football team and a good roster. I think that you know you can't you can't take away from the fact that they beat up on the NFC East. Oh well, that's the schedule. Okay, mm-hmm. let's flip let's flip it this way. How good are the Raiders? Yeah, I like the Raiders. I like the Raiders. I have actually have Raiders as one of my teams out of the AFC. That's that is one of the four teams in my opinion that's going to push for a Super Bowl contending type situation. Whoa! Uh, oh. Yeah, I got a Kansas City Pittsburgh. I got Kansas City Pittsburgh. Kansas City Pittsburgh. I think I, it's either Tennessee or Baltimore. I'm not for sure which one, but one of the two. And then I got the Raiders. Yeah. What's impressed wow. you about them the most? They just, you know, they they continue to keep growing and keep getting better. I mean, I know they lost the one the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think Cars playing exceptionally well. They're figuring out how to utilize all their talent on offense. They just got to make – their secondary's got to get a little bit better. Um, but I think they're well coached. No matter what I think about John Gruden, I think John Gruden is a good football coach. He's a bit of a character, but he's a good <laughs> football coach. He's a good X and O guy. Um, <laughs> and I think that that's a good thing. 
And, and as long as you're winning, you don't mind putting up with some of the shenanigans that he comes with. Knock if you hear me. Knock if you hear me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Key, is is it over in New England? Like, I mean, I sat through that game the other Oof. night. Um, I did. I'm not going to say that I watched every second of it, but it was on my TV the whole time. It, I don't think I missed much. That was a bad football game, and I don't think the Patriots look like a good football team at all. Do you do you see any signs there? I don't think that they're going to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't even know <laughs> if they'll make the playoffs. But Ooh, what I could yep. say is that what they have with left on their team, they're certainly trying to scrap something together. And that's a scary situation. They could have mm-hmm. very easily beat the Buffalo Bills if Cam Newton doesn't fumble. They probably win that game. They probably beat the Jets. They 2-0 and last two games. We're not even thinking about that. If Cam doesn't catch COVID, maybe they're winning. We're not even thinking about that. So, you know, I, I don't know. You know, it's one of those deals where you just haven't seen New England do the things that they've done here in the last several weeks and lose as many games as they lost in a row, on the, you know, in a row. So the first thing you want to do is stump up on Belichick and jump up and down on him. And especially since Brady is having a good season, it looks really bad. Key, what do you do if you're the Lakers? You pay Kuz, you give him the extension, or you're moving on? You're trading him? Man, I'll probably move on from him. I ain't really no Kuz fan like that. Ooh. That's just me, though. I mean, you know, I, I, I pro- I'll probably move on from him. I probably would. DeMar DeRozan is available. Take a look at that. You know? What does that look like? Mm. What are you hearing? I don't think DeRozan. Ramona's not hearing DeRozan, though. I don't think she's well, feeling DeRozan. I, I, it's more like feeling. I, I, like, I think the Spurs would love to get Kyle Kuzma. They've wanted, they, they, they loved him two years ago when they talked about Kawhi, right? Trading Kawhi to the Lakers. Um, but to, to me, like, I think the Lakers want a star or a, or, or a solid player, a solid young player that lines up more with Anthony Davis age-wise. Um, you know they're going to take the. They're going to. They need to rebuild and and have a great team this year, right? They need to bring back whoever they can, and then you know add to that to that team and defend the title. But um, DeRozan's like thirty one. Is not when you yeah. just look that he's up. He's not young 31. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not young anymore. And AD's only twenty seven. Like LeBron's probably going to play two or three more years. Like to me, you need someone that Anthony Davis is playing with and growing alongside of somebody who's anywhere from twenty four to to twenty eight, twenty nine. Some somebody in that age range. Yeah, I, I don't know what they. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. What are they? What do you think they're gonna do? You think they're gonna pay Kuz? I don't think they have to. No, I don't think. Well, they, they don't have to. to this year, right? Yeah, they could wait I one think more you year. can just. Yeah. They could wait one more year, and and of course, I think he would be pretty disappointed in that. Um, I don't. But if if I'm if I'm the Lakers, I don't think I want to commit my money, um, and and tie my money up when they already don't have a lot of flexibility, and there is a hell of a free agent class in 21. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you can really that's when right. you can really make some some big swings and like yeah. I don't know if I'm you know I, I hate to say this because I, I I you know I think Kuz a good young player and all that and he's certainly you know put in his time this year he took on a role that he probably is is you know bigger than like he sacrificed his own stats and everything for the team but you know sometimes that's just how it goes <laughs> you know in the NBA. Yeah. 
Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Each and every morning, 5 to 9 here on this station. Key, get better. Put some ice on it. Put some tussing on it. And uh, hopefully you feel better. I got some I got some, some Cuban remedies. That's all. Okay. Okay. Hey, listen, listen. I can get. I, I, I'll call my mom, my eighty-year-old mother. She 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 give me some recipes for you, and some of them may include right. alcohol, which could help. <laughs> All right, Keith. Sounds good. You're All a trooper. Right, All right, Play be hurt. good. Play hurt. There it is. I like it. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, of course, our buddy Key. Uh, each and every morning at 5 o'clock. Don't forget, this hour, your chance to win one of those virtual keys in the 5 o'clock hour, one of those virtual keys that could start that 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport with $1,000 in the glove box, courtesy of our friends at Culver City Mazda. You can win one of those virtual keys. There's 15 of them. Which one will start it? We'll find out. But this hour, stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Speaking of which, don't go anywhere. Momo and I are going to talk Chris Paul. And could he be headed to L.A.?